hi and welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, be more confident and get unstuck at 30. Today's episode is all about how to set boundaries part two. And this is the 30th episode of the Turning 30 podcast. I cannot believe that we have come to the 30th episode. I remember when I first set out to do this podcast, I just had small idea of what it was going to be. And now episode 30 is here and I'm not one for statistics. You know, I never did this in order to be able to say, oh, I've got a podcast with a million downloads or a million listeners or anything like that. But it has been so fun to create this and do this project from scratch and to build it and to see it become something that people actually genuinely enjoy listening to and more than anything that I'm able to reach more people and help more people via the podcast so I really truly am celebrating that this is episode number 30 and I thought of this idea for the podcast about it must have been just over a year ago and actually I had really firmly decided when I first set out to become a coach that I did not want to do a podcast. I was set on that idea. I remember my ex-boyfriend, he's a music producer and he had said to me loads of times I can produce the podcast for you right from the start and I was adamant. I was like no that is just how to be a coach. You know those memes on Instagram that I like high school girl in 2000 starter pack or hot dad starter pack or those memes I feel like it's like a coaching meme like how to be a life coach and one of the things is just start your own podcast so I was adamant to add to the fact that I thought it was really cliche I also was like I cannot stand the sound of my own voice absolutely not going to put myself in that vulnerable position where people are going to be actually listening to me and something just clicked because even though I'd been adamant to do it, I knew that I wasn't going to do it just because for the sake of it. And then what happened around a year ago is that I just came up with a really good idea, well, what I thought was a really good idea, to do a podcast, which is going to be real life discussions with real life 30-somethings talking about real life topics. And as all I good ideas that I usually have start from, I thought of this idea in the shower and I let it sink in and I thought, hmm, actually that is something that I think people would like to hear and it's something that I would like to talk about and have interesting conversations with and then I just said you know even if only 10 people listen to the podcast at least I would have heard an interesting story and had a nice conversation with somebody so that's what happened that's where the podcast idea got born from and somewhere along the line I started to realize that Some of the coaching concepts that I teach my clients aren't things that everyone know about. And that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to maybe do an episode just to see if people will be willing to learn about coaching concepts besides also listening to real life stories. And actually the conceptual episodes are some of the most popular ones. So I'm still keeping it balanced between the two. And I really, really love 
speaking to all different types of people who are going through the 30 something challenges and I also love being able to share coaching concepts with you that maybe you wouldn't know about so I'm really happy that I got over my fear of hearing my own voice still hate it but what can you do and here we are today and in order to celebrate the release of this 30th episode I'm actually running a podcast competition. I'll explain what you have to do to go to get into the competition and I recommend pausing it and doing it now so you don't forget or I'll remind you at the end of the episode to do it. It's an Instagram competition because almost all of my content is on Instagram And I'm going to have a post on my Instagram grid, which will be the podcast competition post talking about this episode and talking about what you can do to enter. And what you need to do is like the post, obviously follow me on Instagram if you don't already follow me at turning30coach and tag two friends who you think will benefit from hearing this episode on boundaries or hearing any episode in general of the Turning 30 podcast. And bonus points for tagging a story sharing the same picture or just something about this episode maybe that you're listening to it it can be a screenshot of your apple podcast app or spotify or wherever you're listening to this and i'm telling you all how to enter and i'm not actually even told you what you win so the prize the winner who i will select at random will win two things firstly they win a 90 minute one-on-one session with me which will be a deep dive into how to build a new life at 30. So really it will just be a 90 minute long coaching session. I'll send you a questionnaire before and it will give you a real taster into what it's like to be coached and you'll come away with some really great action points and goals for what to do in this next part, this next chapter in order to create some change. And the second prize, which will be the same person will win both, is free access into my group coaching program. And this is an amazing prize because the course is going to be amazing. It's launching in June. The start date is July. I'll just explain what it is and what you basically are winning. So it will be a voucher basically to come into the course for free. The container of the course is a four-month interactive course. So it's eight live workshops that are going to address boundaries, confidence, future you, goal setting, emotional adulthood, all of the core concepts of my Turning 30 coaching, uh, as well as access to video modules and a workbook, which is basically set up for you to build your next chapter at 30. It's going to be foundational course to give you all of the tools that you need to go and create a blueprint that will be you resetting everything and going away with a locker of tools that will enable you to build this new chapter of your life. In addition to the modules and the live workshops, you'll also be part of the exclusive Facebook community and have access to me on a daily basis through that community with any questions and I'll be doing a 30-day journal challenge. It's going to be amazing and if you win the competition you have free entry and both of those prizes together, the 90-minute coaching session plus the free entry to the group course is going to be upwards of value of £1,000. So please, please go and enter the competition. And I'm really excited for whoever wins to meet you on the one-on-one call and to really start 
building this exciting new chapter. Now let's dive into today's topic and that is all about turning 30 and setting boundaries. So if you haven't listened already, I do recommend listening to part one of this topic, which I released the week before last. It's not essential if you're just tuning into today and you haven't actually listened to the first one, then you can come back to it later. But just to do a little recap, you know how you do at the start of a a series when you've not watched the previous episodes. In this first episode that has already been released, I talk about what boundaries are, so I define them, the different types of boundaries, and also the importance of setting boundaries and all of the things that can come when you decide to start setting them. So that's what I've already covered up until now. And in today's episode, I'm gonna talk more about the practical side of things. So I'm going to give you some practical examples from my clients that really show the importance of setting a boundary. And then I'm also going to give you some very tangible action steps of what you can do once you have decided and once I've convinced you that boundary setting is the next step for you. For all of those of you who haven't listened to the first episode, I'll just state that for the purpose of the podcast, the definition of a boundary that I use is that boundaries are when we respond to others and the world around us truly aligned with who we are and the results that we want to achieve. So I dig down into that definition more in the first episode and I give you also some alternative definitions and then really pad out the different types of boundaries. But just so that you can get up to date, that's the definition that we're using for the purpose of the podcast. In the last episode, I touched briefly upon the reasons why we do have such resistance to setting boundaries. And it's something that we've never been taught. Boundaries are often very much in conflict with our human nature to avoid confrontation. Society and our culture usually teaches us to keep quiet, not to hurt anyone's feelings. Our parents and our teachers often didn't know how to set boundaries, didn't know what they were. They had their own boundaries overstepped or also they overstepped our boundaries. Often when we were growing up at impressionable ages, And they weren't ever shining examples to us of what a life that is boundary should look like. So for all of these reasons, because of this, we often think that the action step of boundary setting is terrifying. And that's because the action step usually is a verbal boundary or a physical boundary. And we think that that confrontation of having to, when I say a verbal boundary, I mean having to actually say to somebody, you know, this is not okay, or to use the word no, or to say, you know, I didn't like it when you did X, Y, and Z. And the physical boundary is to say, you know, please don't do that again, or I'm, I'm not willing for you to be in my physical space or for you to touch me in that way. And this is confrontation. This is what our mind thinks is very, very dangerous. We don't like it. It feels very uncomfortable. But the truth is, is that when we set boundaries that actually are in line with our authentic selves, so they're coming from a place of want and authenticity and self-worth and love, usually the response is that people are happy that we set the boundary. And often what we do is we inspire people to set their their own boundaries. But a really important, important point here is that 
in these cases, when we do show up and overcome that fear and set the boundary in line with what we want, the outcome really doesn't matter as much. So it doesn't matter if somebody says no, or it doesn't matter if somebody gets offended and then ignores you or turns around and says, you know, I don't appreciate being spoken to like that. It doesn't matter because when you are being your authentic self and showing up in alignment with what you really want, it's almost like the result just becomes a little bit more relevant. The best way for me to actually describe this is to give you some examples of boundaries that I've been working on with my clients because we can already see by looking at these examples the results and the outcome of setting the boundary. So the first example, the first case study I'm going to talk about is with a client who was struggling with her best friend and having an emotional boundary there. So this particular client, I'm going to call her just for the sake of the podcast, Danielle. It's not her name. Danielle is 30 something years old and she is single and a lot of her friends around her are in serious relationships and she has one specific best friend who they did everything together, really, really close when they were single in their 20s they were pretty much joined at the hip and this friend for the past couple of years has been in a serious relationship and has started to make passing comments to Danielle about her relationship status and it really had got to the point where she would say comments about why are you not dating and you're never going to meet somebody and then they would catch up after a certain amount of time and she would say things that were very quote-unquote judgmental about her relationship status and would insinuate that Danielle wasn't doing enough to date somebody or to meet somebody and that she couldn't comprehend her behavior. Now this really overstepped Danielle's emotional boundary because she didn't want to hear this from her friend not because of the of what it made her think or feel, but because she didn't think it was this person's place for them to be passing comments like this. And it started to really affect their once very strong friendship because they started to grow apart. Of course, when somebody is continuously overstepping that emotional boundary all the time, the natural consequence of that is for you to avoid that person. And really, you know, I think a lot of you listening to this will probably have a similar situation or scenario or maybe a particular person in mind who always oversteps that boundary and comments on you in a personal way. And often, because it's somebody very, very close to us, we really don't know how to respond. And setting the boundary can be even more difficult when it's somebody who we know or we predict that if we actually tell them what we think or tell them that it's not okay that they will be annoyed at us or they won't be happy or it will really rock the boat of the friendship. What happened is that Danielle got to the end of her tether and turned around and set a physical boundary with her friend and said, I actually really need some space from you right now in order for me and you to actually have a friendship in the future. I really need to set that physical space which then we'll bring the emotional boundary 
And she did that. She actually ended up sending a message saying, I really need some time and I really need some space. Now that was a very, very difficult first boundary to set for Danielle. We worked on it a lot. We did my boundary process to really understand the thoughts and emotions that were driving the boundary. And we made sure to do it in a really healthy and positive way. What then happened is that this gave Danielle the emotional space to actually contemplate the friendship and contemplate what she wanted to get out of it and to contemplate how she could then put in another firm boundary about making sure that this didn't keep showing up and that really was some confidence work and making sure that she was coming from a place that was uh, confident and worthy instead of that place of I'm just done I don't want to be your friend anymore very very important distinction what eventually happened was Danielle when she was ready and she'd coached with me and coached herself through it was that she confronted her friend and explained in a very calm way why it wasn't appropriate for this person to be overstepping the boundary and actually what happened is the result was her friend really appreciated it and was really grateful and had really not had any idea that she had been making Danielle feel so uncomfortable and was really appreciative and supportive when Danielle not only told her about how important it was for her to be on her own path but also shared with her that she'd been on a coaching journey which is something that she had hidden from her because of the comments because of the judgment and the friend had just turned around and eventually said you know that was hard for me to hear but I'm really really happy for you and super supportive of you doing what's best for you you know what's best for you and I'm not gonna you know go to that place anymore so that's a really good example of how boundaries can show up in friendships and how my client worked really hard on her thoughts and her emotions to get her to that place the second client example that I want to give is in relation to the workplace and I think this is where a lot of people do really struggle to set boundaries because of the the preconceptions of not being able to stand up to managers and stand up to bosses and stand up to colleagues for fear of not being professional. And I'll give the example that I worked with for many weeks with a client, let's call her Sam, who had a problematic boss. She had a boss who didn't have any boundary with her in terms of emotional boundaries and also resource boundaries, which is work-life balance boundaries. And this client really, really struggled to say no to her boss, not even just say no to her boss, but say no to herself when she felt that pressure to always be available on emails, to always work longer hours than she was actually contracted to, when her boss used to ask her, a lot of the time to do things that were not in the scope of her work she would very rarely put her foot down even though she knew that that was crossing a boundary for her and we did a lot of work on this and the reason I really love this story is that the relationship between Sam and her boss was so turbulent when we started because there were no boundaries on either side involved and we did lots of work on how she can set work-life balance boundaries and also specific boundaries with her boss how she can change her thoughts on what it means to actually say no and to actually show up differently in work and to actually 
be more authentic and acting in alignment with what she genuinely thought her relationship should look like with her boss even though there was that really you know big fear there that if she was to do this then her boss would notice or potentially get annoyed that could obviously result in an issue with the 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 relationship and the employment and we didn't you know it wasn't like ripping off a plaster and then one day Sam showed up in work as this different person it was a gradual change that the result was amazing because through our time working together one-on-one after a couple of months her boss who had once asked her to do so much and to always be available started to really respect these new boundaries that she was setting and not only that not only respect them but she started to pick up on it and then help her to implement them so recommended that she took time off work when her mental health wasn't feeling 100% or to recommend that she took a holiday day or not to attend certain meetings because she didn't need to be there whereas in the past this specific boss had been so vocal in making sure that Sam was everywhere and you know taking on a really big workload and eventually they had an appraisal where they had a really open discussion and the boss turned around to Sam and was like, I'm so proud of you and really respect how far you've come because I can see the work that you've been doing on yourself and how much better you are showing up in in your everyday tasks and your everyday role because you've actually started to set those boundaries. So that's another really nice example of we can have that fear, especially in relation to our career, that if we have a work-life balance and we switch off our emails and we we say no to things, that it's going to actually mean that eventually we're going to lose our jobs, but it just absolutely doesn't have to be the case. The examples of boundaries that I could give you from the amazing work that my clients do is really endless. So I'm going to stop there. I think they're two really good examples that will resonate with a lot of you around friendship and around work. And what I'm going to do now is just give you some really practical tips for what to do right now from today if you're ready to set boundaries. So the first step is to ask yourself, what does setting boundaries mean? mean to you so I've given you a definition of what it means to me and what I teach in my coaching program but I think it's really important to write a list of all the beliefs that you have around what you think it means to set a boundary and also more importantly what resistance do you have for setting it answer this on a scale of 1 to 10 10 being 100% completely comfortable with setting a boundary have no qualms about it whatsoever and one being oh my god the thought of setting a boundary makes me want to jump off a cliff how good do you feel right now about setting boundaries one to ten look at that number and then ask yourself why I want you to really dig down on why it's so specifically hard for you to set a boundary and this might mean doing some journaling and some exploration maybe it is to do with your family setting and how you've been brought up or maybe something somebody once said to you or an experience with a partner it could be any number of things and I think you look at that number and think what it would be for you to get to a higher number to get to an eight a nine or a ten and then really ask yourself do you want to learn to set boundaries and break through this resistance because if you do it's totally possible but a big part of my process with clients is really coming into an understanding with themselves that they're ready to set a boundary the second step is is the awareness piece so whenever i'm giving you practical tips we usually in the first or second step 
have awareness is one of the things that we should look at and for this part I want you to do an intake of how boundaries are currently showing up in your life right now so just really think of the different types of boundaries so for example the resource boundaries which is how you spend your time so talk about think about work-life balance and how you split time your personal time in terms of your uh, routine and self-care and things like this and I want you to also think about relational boundaries so your emotional boundaries how are you responding to people and how it's showing up in your relationships with family members friends really do a boundary journal in a way just look at how many times in the past few weeks that you think you maybe have had your boundary overstepped and you know how many times recently have you just done something that was not in alignment with what you really wanted to do but you did it for the benefit of somebody else and just look at how often you're saying yes when you really want to say no and write it down this is really important thing to do especially at the moment when we're coming out of lockdown and I don't want to go on too much of a side rant about this so I'm going to keep it super short but right now is a really perfect time to start looking at boundaries and to keep going inside and asking these important questions because especially resource boundaries at the moment when we are released back into this new normality of social plans and meeting up and all of a sudden the gyms are back open and we can go to family birthday parties and all of the things and right now you probably are feeling a little bit overwhelmed because some of your boundaries are being overstepped and it's a really really good time to do this intake which is the second step. The third step is worthiness and this is the step where you decide that you are an individual who is worthy of setting boundaries that you deserve to live an authentic life on your own terms and that you deserve to live your truth and speak your truth. Here's a little spoiler. Every single one of you is worthy to set a boundary and to live a life that feels good. It's just the way that it is. The next step is to embrace the discomfort. For all of the reasons that I've outlined in this episode, we are just not programmed to want to set a boundary and to have any sort of confrontation especially when you've never done it before setting a boundary can feel really uncomfortable but that's okay embrace this discomfort embrace the fact that it's a muscle that needs to be flexed and that practice makes perfect and if you feel uncomfortable setting a boundary don't worry nothing has gone wrong the fifth step is a method that I teach in my course it's a three-step method to setting boundaries and how to actually take the action and then deal with the aftermath of setting it it's a super simple process and it's completely game-changing and it's what I've worked on with clients one-on-one and I'm now bringing it to this group container that I was talking about at the start so two things firstly if you're interested in being the first to know about the group and the first to receive special offers and details of the launch and what's included, then make sure you go to my Instagram bio and click join the waitlist. That waitlist is going to give you exclusive access to the details of the course, but just by joining the waitlist, you're not committing to anything. It's just literally sending me your email, so you'll be on a list to receive the details. And the second thing is just to remind you to enter the podcast competition in order to win over a thousand pounds worth of coaching, which will be the 90 minute one-on-one deep dive with me and the access to the group coaching program 100% 
for free. So to do that, go onto the Instagram post, tag two friends who you think will really benefit from listening to the podcast and even make a story to share this episode. And that's all for today. I will see you all on the podcast next week.